Happy New Year! I'm recording this on Sunday, the 2nd of January 2022, and it feels really nice to be back behind the mic because it's been a little while. A lot has been going on. Awkward stuff, but I had to just put the podcast to one side just for a little bit. And I must tell you, I didn't love this for me. When I started the project back in April 2020, I had this grand vision of being so consistent. And that I would put out two episodes a month, every two weeks, bam, bam, bam. That's what all of the advice was from great podcasters out there. Be consistent because your audience will come to expect it. So, of course, that was my intention. And I I managed that for, you know, kind of 13 months or so. But the back end of 2021 just took a different turn. I became a manager at work and a leader of two people. And this was very new for me. Prior to that, I had been doing my own thing, lawyering, reporting to the general counsel, of course, but largely responsible for my own time. And this shift in my responsibilities uh, has been amazing. But my goodness, what a learning curve. It's taken a lot more out of me to show up and to design my days in a way that allows for more space for the people that report to me because they're going to need me and it's not going to be planned or scheduled and I can't control everything as much as I could when it was just me and my deliverables on the line. So with that, I suppose I had to reassess my commitments. Personally, a lot was happening as well. All good stuff again. Troy and I brought our first grown-up adult house in the Burbs and we moved. And that was a bigger project than I probably realized because I hadn't done it before. So moving, settling, finding all of the new places in the new neighborhood, going to Bunnings, you know, home improvement store here in Australia multiple times throughout the week sometimes. It was all just life stuff and it was all good stuff, but I had to reevaluate and reassess. And I didn't love this. I had made commitments. I had sponsors ready to go and I had some great guests in the works and I just had to push things back and reschedule and reshuffle and reprioritize. And like I say, this was not easy for me and I didn't love it, but I got through it and, and so many wonderful lessons, which I'll get to. Today, this episode, I just wanted to really come on a little bit raw. I'm not going to edit this too much at all. I'm just going to put it up to touch base with you all and say thank you yet again for following along and listening. Even though I didn't put out as much podcast content as I was hoping to, I still managed 10 awesome episodes with a lot of variety and diversity of thinking as well. So thank you for listening and subscribing and also for just being amazing community members, reaching out to me on LinkedIn and on Instagram and just telling me what episode you listened to and and why it helped you in your transition. Most often from private practice to in-house is what I'm hearing, but a lot of you are law students as well and, and early career lawyers who are still finding their way in this wonderful law land. And I am just honored to have played even the smallest, the smallest little part in helping you understand and navigate, because I, I suppose the reason why this entire project exists is it was for a number of reasons, but the biggest part of it is to create the content that I wish I had available to me at a certain point in my career. And social media and podcasting was just not a thing as much back in, you know, 2011 to 13, 14. 
and uh, so it wasn't as available and now the world has changed and if it if I can provide just any any small glimpse of of a way that you can practice and and be truly quite happy and content and and enjoy the practice of law my gosh you know what an honor so thank you for listening and and for giving me that feedback as well because it really it, it, it just makes my day when I get those messages so thank you I'm going to jump into some highlights of the year and I know we've all seen a lot of those highlights and Instagram reels and people kind of mashing up on LinkedIn all the great things that they did and like that's all amazing and reflection is crucial but what I really want to focus on is the lessons and also what's coming in 2022. So in review I've broken this up into kind of three parts and the first is the lawyering the the main hustle the 90% of my week is being a lawyer a senior legal counsel at a global technology company the biggest by far the biggest thing that I think I I achieved professionally this year was the implementation of ironclad our contract lifecycle management software and I spoke about this at length in episode 21 and I must say that that was the by far the most downloaded episode of the year. You all really loved that. And I deep dive into implementing a new piece of legal tech and transitioning from a current system, which was pretty decent, but to something that was was just fantastic and truly fit for purpose for a scaling legal department in a high growth company. So Ironclad, wow. That was huge. We kicked off just before Christmas break in 2020, but it really ramped up in that first quarter from January into March 15 when we launched. But that was not the end of it. The rest of my year has been, oh my gosh, polishing, you know, reiterating, continuous improvement, training, upskilling a new paralegal to the team who, who is now becoming kind of the, the face of Ironclad and, and the legal operations resource from within the team and, you know, kind of stepping me away from being the gatekeeper of all the truth because, you know, that is kind of a risk. So <laughs> we're starting to diversify who knows how to actually work on the back end of the system. And that's taken a lot. So the the implementation was one thing. And then of course, it's a continuous part and you move it into your business as usual as a new system. So that was a fantastic experience, something I hadn't done before, really honed my project management skills, stakeholder management engagement, and really crucially, and I think where I was able to shine in this particular project was the public relations part, the PR part. You know, we have to think about going to market, going to colleagues and launching this brand new thing and making it exciting and bringing them along for the journey and getting that user adoption right up. And we did hit 100% within two weeks, but that was because we didn't really give anyone an option and we shut down the other system. So that's one way to force user adoption. And it worked. And, and luckily, you know, I said in, in the bonus episode, I work for a company that has the DNA and the culture of people who are pretty generally open to change and to doing things in a more efficient way if it makes sense. So that was an awesome win. 40% of my colleagues are new to the business within the last 12 months. Does that make sense? I think I got that right. Let me try it again. In the last 12 months, 40% of the employees are new. <laughs> so we, we have just incredibly scaled during a time when most of us were still working remotely or from home for most of the year, and we haven't met in person. 
So onboarding so many new people and a huge amount coming from the commercial team, the sales team who interact with the legal team. Uh, Well, I mean, they can't get away from us really. So for better or for worse, we are here to help. But onboarding that number of people is a challenge and something that I had to grapple with very quickly because it was just kind of coming at me, this wave of new people. And you you see the, the canary down the gold mine with people onboarding and being completely bombarded by the new company information. And the legal team is only one team that needs to get in front of these new employees and kind of say, hey, we're legal. Here we are. This is how we help. Here's how you can work with us. And and really keeping it light touch at first. And then once they need you, you know, you, you bring them in and into the fold. And I've been thinking about it from a customer experience point of view and, and really the experience, you know, from, from start to finish with the legal team being as best and as efficient as it can be and as transparent as well. So that, that most certainly is an ongoing process. But a huge challenge to manage uh, just just wild, wild times, but great problems to have. Okay, so if we look to the podcast, Pod Life, that kind of second part of the year that I want to talk about, what's been going on? Well, I hit over 25,000 downloads a month or so ago, which was pretty cool. And as I'm saying this right now, it just occurred to me that I should check what the current downloads are. I'm going to do that. Okay, all-time downloads, 28,167. Oh my goodness. Thank you all so much. That's an incredible amount. I think Troy's calling for me. Oh, wow. This is just a really raw episode. I'm not even cutting this out. Please hold. Okay, I'm back. The other exciting thing that I worked on for the pod this year was getting a website up. And I used Squarespace. And as I do with all things content, I just bootstrapped it. And it's okay, councilpodcast.com, you have a little look. I don't know, it's not going to win any awards, but I don't really know what I'm doing. and I certainly don't have any graphic design or website design experience. So it is what it is. It was just a place for people to find the pod and um, hopefully I'll build that out or get some professional help in 2022. Okay, my LinkedIn group for the podcast has hit 800 people, which is amazing. And I don't utilize it whatsoever. It's completely on my radar to to better utilize that group of, of people who want to hear from me and talk about the pod. But also, I must say, LinkedIn's not great at promoting groups into the feed. So I find the engagement is incredibly low. Anyone who's got any tips for that, please reach out. We had Clubhouse earlier in the year. Do you remember Clubhouse? Well, 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 it has proven that audio is certainly a feature, but not a standalone app. It's still going, but it's it's not quite what it used to be. The hype was real. I brought into it and um, I quite enjoyed it. I, I'm obviously quite comfortable talking and, and using audio social media. Uh, podcast is an example of that. And so Clubhouse being like a live pod was a great environment. And I connected even deeper with some amazing creators like Mitch Jackson and Sarah Weiss, James Dapache. We connected there a little bit earlier in the year. Oh my gosh, Mike Bromley, Tegan Borman, girl, we we really connected on that clubhouse. And of course, Anna Lazinski, who I interviewed way back on the pod and is doing some really cool things in legal innovation now. So, I mean, clubhouse has kind of been and gone, but we learned a lot and it's all good. I also have some sponsors. Okay, I did it. This was my big goal for the year to get sponsorship 
for this podcast so that I could buy back my time. So when I'm editing an episode, it normally takes me kind of three to four hours all up recording, editing and getting it out. That doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, it was taking up weekends and I I tend to do it when Troy's at golf and he's at golf for about four hours. So it works well, but it would be nice just to buy back that time after doing it myself for so long. And I'm now able to do that. And I'm also working with incredible sponsors who I'm aligned to because they certainly weren't the first that reached out, but they were the first that that I connected with that are just aligned because I know, like, trust the people behind the brand and I know, like, trust and use the product. So let me tell you about my two sponsors. We have Markster, an incredible trademark portfolio software as a service platform. It's amazing. I will absolutely from the outset disclose that we do use Markster within the business. And I've very much made that, I've declared my conflicts as they say, and keeping that well above board. But they are an incredible product and incredible people behind the product. So as in-house counsel, I have this, this platform that's beautifully presented. The dashboard is so easy to use and I log in and I can see the real-time progress of my trademark portfolio and the applications. And, and we have hundreds of them within our business globally. And so it's a lot to manage and the transparency is incredible. There's chat function between us and the lawyers uh, that, that kind of sit behind the platform when you need that advice. And there's also just a great way to collaborate with the marketing team or the design team and, and do those desktop searches that can sometimes, you kind of can pay a little bit for them sometimes if you use external legal uh, traditional. So I'm obsessed with Markster. It's very easy for me to talk about it because it's just filling a problem and a need that I had as an in-house lawyer. And they want to support the show. So thank you, Kate and Chris and Adam, you, you, you absolutely don't know what this means to me. I will truly never forget your support. My second sponsor is In Council and they are just the coolest people. I'm, I'm such a fan of what they do and the values that they live by and, and really put out there very clearly in their marketing and on their website. They do provide access to a panel of sole practitioners, including a number of former in-house lawyers. And you can really just get that help on ad hoc matters and ongoing support, you know, that overflow work when, when the core legal team is just absolutely at capacity. They do also specialize in helping you select and set up and integrate tools and technologies. So if you're looking at getting a new piece of legal tech, maybe it is a contract lifecycle management system, but you don't know where to start, you're overwhelmed by the market, I would highly recommend reaching out to InCouncil. They do a phenomenal job with this. David Bushby, the brains behind In Council, is just one of those excellent humans in Lawland, and we've come across each other a number of times over the years, and and just just seem to you know run in the same kind of crowd. And I have all the respect for the way that he operates and the the work that they do. It's high quality, and again, very aligned to the type of I suppose resource that I would want to make available to you, to my community, and I really couldn't recommend them more highly. And I'm very excited to have In Council as a sponsor. Okay, I said I wouldn't talk that long about the review of the year, but here we are at like 18 minutes and I haven't even gotten to the personal section of my notes yet. So I'm going to whiz through it. I mentioned the purchase of the adult grown-up home and enjoying that burb life. Of course, NFTs 
took my world by storm and I was speaking a little bit about it on LinkedIn and a lot about it on Instagram. An incredible new technology and something I'm still pretty passionate about. It's not going away. I think there is a bit of hype and that a lot of the current projects will absolutely fail and just run to the ground. But it's kind of a repeat of Web 2 and, you know, the dot-com crash from the ashes of that rose the PayPal and Amazon, eBay and the companies that we really respect and, and kind of know in the online world today. And the same thing will happen for Web 3, the blockchain and, and crypto and metaverse and all of the buzzwords world. It's not going away. I'm just a Yeah, I'm kind of putting that on the record. But from the ashes of a bust, what will rise as the next, you know, Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters and the next places where attention is? I mean, it's fascinating. It's incredibly um, interesting time. The legal aspects are fascinating, but I'm still very much an enthusiast and a hobbyist and not in any way purporting to be an expert. It's just so much to understand and and grapple with and it changes on a daily basis. There's been some amazing family events and, and wonderful things that I've celebrated for friends throughout the year when and where we could with various lockdowns in my city and my state and I just oh my gosh whenever we got the time to be together I just never will take that for granted again so a a massive part of the year and looking forward to more family and friend time in 2022 for sure I think the last thing to mention on the personal side is of course my wonderful husband Troy and the incredible things that he's achieved in his business this year we just kind of keep leveling up each other and supporting each other to achieve the big goals that we want and I already knew this, but if I didn't, I learned it again. He really is my biggest supporter and number one cheerleader and my best troll as well. He really serves the great troll content in my Instagram DMs uh, and it just keeps me on my toes because he's watching. And if I say anything that's a little wrong or a little off, (laughs) oh, he's going to mention it. So I couldn't uh, do what I do without Troy's support. There's no doubt about that. And yet again, we've set some big goals for ourselves as a couple and as um, individuals And I'm pretty keen to see where we go. Okay, so to the lessons. There have been so many lessons. And when I sat down and I looked through my calendar and all the things, all the meetings, all the the events and and all of the time spent doing life, (laughs) there's been a lot and it's been awesome. I think my biggest lesson is the self-compassion piece and really allowing myself to change my mind when I presented with new information. And I really had to practice that with the podcast this year, particularly on the back end. I was presented with new information, new demands on my time that I didn't have necessarily at the start of the year. And so I had to show myself some compassion and let myself off the hook and and not beat myself up when I couldn't achieve at the rate and the level that I had set out to. Um, This doesn't come easily to me. It's very much something that I think is ingrained from, uh, I don't know, from high school into law school and to baby lawyer life. And it's just part of our profession. We do strive for near perfection and we have very high standards of ourselves, uh, more so than almost anyone. And I had to remind myself that no one expects this podcast of me. It's something that I do for, for fun and to give back and because I enjoy creating content in this medium. 
and that if I don't hit my targets in terms of uh, consistency, that that's okay. You know, I mean, now I've got sponsors, so it's a business relationship and I need to deliver my end of the bargain. But, you know, until, uh, until that happened, little self-compassion went a long way. Gosh, I was really reminded of the importance of curiosity and optimism and that those two things together can be quite a winning formula. The NFT world and understanding that it has been uh, an incredible lesson for me in being open-minded and curious and being optimistic about the future and, and looking for things that are hopeful and exciting because there's plenty to focus on that's a bit a bit down and a bit sad in the world. My gosh, that that's easy to do. I think it's harder and it takes more courage to to look for the good, look for the hope and be rooted in, in optimism and, and really practical optimism as well. Because without the practical part, it's just delusion, I think. <laughs> and I'm a pretty passionate person, so I can certainly play in that space of delusion uh, if I'm left unchecked. But we come, we come to a place of practical optimism, I think, and a lot of exciting things ahead. Uh, but keeping that perspective really helps you get through the tough days, the tough times. And I think perspective is actually, perspective and gratitude are a fantastic ingredients for a happy and content life. There's been lots of legal lessons as well. I won't go to, into too much detail. It's all you know, pretty specific to the legal work that I do on a daily basis, but I've absolutely learned a lot about working with the different cultures, uh, both as you know, my, my colleagues, but also uh, in, in different countries with vendors or legal counsel or advisors in country and, and just creating relationships from scratch when you can't meet in person. Wow, you know, that's been a huge lesson for a lot of us. Uh, and, and some of the biggest lessons I think I've had have been uh, on the, the work front. Um, and I, again, I won't talk too deeply, but just to say that, you know, the, the best thing about being in-house is the diversity. And we are forever looking at all different subject matter. New laws are coming in. There's, you know, different trends in the industries that we work in. There's so much happening, the legal tech side, the operations side, let alone, you know, the the actual black and white letter law. There's so much. It's always changing for most of us. And then when we become people managers, you know, that's a whole new level of learning as well, which I've, I've started to tap into this year. And I'm at the beginning of that journey. And it's, it's so fruitful and so rewarding and so full of lessons. So again, that self-compassion piece and just allowing myself to be a bit of a beginner and an open-minded and looking to the people around me that are really good at it and asking them for their tips and their tricks. I certainly don't believe that I have all the answers at all and I'm always open to learning more. So that curiosity has, has been a great lesson as well. Okay, let's wrap it up. I've been going on. I'm definitely not ed- editing this. I'm not in the mood. I'm just going to put it up and I hope that you enjoy my musings. I just want to leave a final note to say a big thank you again. I'm so excited about the new year and, and continuing to, to bring content to this little part of the internet that you are a part of. And if I could have asked just one tiny little thing, and I don't do this often, so please don't take it to... Uh, too seriously but if you could share this podcast with just one other person that would be amazing maybe there's a junior lawyer in your life someone in your team maybe there's a law student or or someone in your family that's thinking of going to law school 
it may not be for them, but there might be something in here and, and the 25 episodes that I have now that, that just might pique their interest. I would be forever grateful if you could share it with just one person. Thank you again for listening, for showing up, for downloading, for your DMs, for your tweets, for your messages and comments, likes, and all of the good things on social. I think it's an incredible way to share experiences and to learn from each other. And um, let's do more of that in 2022. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Council. Please subscribe to the show so that you don't miss future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review for this show. Tell me what you'd love to hear more of and where you're listening from. To learn more about in-house practice, follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram 